Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Well, thank you for tuning in this week, friends. Last week, I was fighting off a nasty little cold, so I am happy to be back this week with a brand new episode. The past few weeks have been busy on my end. I traveled to Paris for the first time, and I'll be sharing more on our social media pages about that trip. I had family and friends visiting me over here in London. And I'm also getting ready for the release of my documentary film later this fall, so I will certainly have more information on that to share with you soon as well. But speaking of film guys, we have a wonderful guest joining us for today's episode, and that is director Oz Rodriguez. Oz is the writer and director of Vampires vs. the Bronx, as well as the director of the film Miguel Wants to Fight, which released on Hulu over the summer. However, Oz also had an incredible career working at Saturday Night Live, one of my favorite shows, where he directed digital shorts, became the head of the film unit, and won an Emmy for his behind-the-scenes series Creating SNL. I have personally really enjoyed reading into Oz's story and learning more about his versatility as a writer and director, looking at all of the different projects he's worked on. I am so happy to have him on today to chat more about it, to learn more about his story, and to have you hear from him as well. So with that said, I say let's get into it. You know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Yeah, uh, very, very thrilled to have you on, Oz, and um, to just chat more about your work. Like I said, I really enjoyed just learning about the really um, interesting history you have working um, within within film, within television. And I want to dive into that, but uh, in certain in certain cases of like looking at somebody's whole span of the career, I want to get to kind of the origin story, right, of how sure. did you get involved in the industry? Um, but before we get into that, <laughs> just first off, how are you? Um, you're like you said, you're out in out in LA. Um, nice mm-hmm. morning, sunny morning, I assume your time. So uh how are you doing out yeah. on your end? Uh I'm doing doing good. It's uh it is sunny. Um it was a very warm weekend. Uh so that was nice. It feels like it was almost basically a summer weekend, so it might be the last hot weekend. Uh, I bet the chills are coming. Uh, all good. It's uh, excited. The the strikes uh, seem to be on the, uh, you know, one is over and the other one seems to be done and we can all go back to work. So very excited to stop gardening, which is what I've been doing in my time off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I that's that's one thing. Uh, and we can get into that later as well. Kind of just how you see sort of the industry moving forward mm-hmm. now after that um i know the the past what was it 5 months with the strike um it's yeah. it's kind of rocked rocked the industry and mm-hmm. 
other industries as well when you look at you yeah. know just I mean how the emphasis that entertainment has on on our society so um yeah we can get into that but I like I said with just sort of your story and um the work you you mentioned like being out in LA and that's the one thing I kind of want to get into so you uh yeah. you know with you and your work uh and your kind of history with film uh you did mm-hmm. move out to LA for for university actually I read um, yeah. So if you, yeah, if you will, if you wouldn't just mind kind of just giving a little bit of a background and intro into sort of your evolution with film and what kind of made you, I guess, kick it off and want to get into, uh, you know, film and, and television in the first place. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me give you the history of Oz. Uh, I am uh, from the Caribbean. So I was born in Cuba. And then I left, uh, my family left when I was five months old and I grew up in the Dominican Republic. So, uh, yeah, Dominican Republic is, is home. That's where I grew up. My parents still live there. Um, that's, uh, usually where I spent Christmases. Um, so yeah, there growing up, um, you really have to give it up to my mom cause she loves movies. Um, and, uh, I, uh, you know, she noticed that I was like really into movies and watched maybe was watching too much television and movies. But um, I think she always spoke about like the classics. And, uh, you know, when I started getting when I became a teenager, she started showing me movies that are that weren't Indiana Jones, <laughs> you know, basically. <laughs> and um, um, I watch a lot of Spanish cinema, literally from Spain. And because um, growing up in the Dominican Republic, every movie is a foreign movie. Um, so we had access to a lot of American, uh, movies, uh, but also Spanish films and, and Mexican films. Um, and I, I think that's where sort of the bug, uh, or the seed was planted. Uh, I just was really into movies. Um, and I'm going to show my age here a little bit, but, uh, DVDs came out with behind the scenes features. That was super exciting for me to sort of see like that there were all these people working to make a movie and, and different jobs and, um, and also just to see how things are made, uh, like, uh, special effects, cameras, editing, uh, just literally the, the logistics of it. So that was really exciting. But at that time there was no film school in the Dominican Republic. So I, uh, didn't know what to do. <laughs> so, uh, I studied advertising for three years because it had uh, things that I was interested in. It had uh, uh, photo- commercial photography classes, uh, drawing classes, and commercial uh, uh, commercial filming. Um, and uh, did that. Didn't love advertising, to be honest. A lot of classes I didn't like, like marketing. Who cares? Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I saved some money, got a... Uh, a little loan and then I moved to Los Angeles to the LA film school and uh, went to film school finally. And um, it was a one year school and it was great. Uh, But I think the most important part of it is I met all these friends and we started um, making sketches and this again, aging myself, this was like the beginning of YouTube. So -hmm. we started putting these sketches online and, and we were just doing it because we didn't have anything to do. We like, you know, I graduated uh, film school and I thought 
like Hollywood was just going to be like, here you go. Here are the keys to Hollywood. That didn't mm-hmm. happen. <laughs> uh, so we started making these silly sketches just to do something. And that led to um, this website called Funny or Die that was started by Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. And uh, that was amazing. I learned so much there. I work with uh, celebrities of all kinds from A to the D list, let's say. Um, And then that led to Saturday Night Live, which completely changed my life. And um, uh, there's definitely a before and after. Um, So, yeah, that that is sort of how I got to SNL. And then SNL is another chapter by itself. But yeah, I I uh, uh, I I didn't think I was going to be sort of so involved with sketch comedy or comedy. I I, I really love f- films. Uh, I always like uh, comedy and in, in, in humorous films that I don't take myself too seriously. But <laughs> yeah, I I've been asked like, was this a dream to end up at SNL? And it honestly wasn't just because I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't even know they had a role like that over there. Um, so that is a the rambling version of how I got to Saturday Night Live. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's yeah. I mean, I, I personally was really you know curious when I had read that about kind of your history working and and sketch comedy because at like how does one um, you know get in get involved with that and especially like hearing you talk about oh my gosh if the TikTokers of today could see the humble origins of you know putting right. content up online. It, yeah. uh, you know, it, hard stuff. But I think for me, like I grew up watching, um, I mean, yeah, sketch comedy, Saturday Night Live, loved it. Used to watch Mad TV uh, mm-hmm. growing up and just um, I always had a real appreciation. I don't consider myself a super funny person to do comedy sketches on my own, but really appreciate kind of the value of it. And one thing that um, I really enjoyed learning about your work at SNL, and um, we'll get more into to your time at SNL, but one of the things I loved that you kind of incorporated into your time there is doing, um, you know, directing digital shorts at SNL, but specifically mm-hmm. creating um, the behind the scenes, ser- you know, you're just talking about behind the scenes and creating yeah. the behind the scenes series, um, creating SNL, which I yeah. loved because I think. I don't know. I, I just have a real appreciation for kind of that, the how it's made, right? Mm-hmm. And just um, what goes into everything, especially these days when, um, oh my gosh, just over the past, uh, thinking about so many of the political uh, sketches of the hair and the makeup and everything that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just really interesting to watch. And I love behind the scenes. I do. So w- was that an interest of yours? You know, you talked about like watching DVDs with behind the scenes, like back in the day, um, was that kind of an interest of yours into the, how it's made? And I'm going to have that be the first part of the question. And then I kind of want the second part to be, do you think that kind of interest transitioned into your work with directing and and kind of making, you know, a a piece of work? Mm, That's a, that's a great question. I, I I hadn't even thought about that, but yeah, there's definitely some connection probably there. I, I think I enjoy like, the process of things like you were saying, like in finding out about something. So like um, uh, learning when I was watching these movies, I just wanted to, how are they making these movies? So it was like so cool to like, Oh, that's how they made that monster or how that's how they made that special effect or that's how they shot that scene. And, um, and then working there at SNL, it truly came 
the it really came from this. Like I uh, was working at SNL and uh, all the documentaries I had seen about SNL only focused on the first five years, the cast, Lauren Michaels, and sometimes the writers. But working there, I, I like was working with so many talented people and like just being blown away every week by like, like you're saying, like, oh, look at this crazy wig we did in 24 hours. Oh, look at this crazy makeup we did in 24 hours. Oh, look at this crazy set we did in 24 hours. And like, I don't know, I felt like there was something there, like people that like that. I, I love what you said, because I felt like there's there were there was an audience there that for people that were interested in the process and it hadn't been shown yet. Um and I also kind of wanted to like sort of celebrate my coworkers because I thought they were so amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, that's how that's how it started, and and it was it was super fun to do that. I, I really um, it was really a blast to to do that because I was like we were showcasing our friends that were um, you know our coworkers, but also like like you were saying like you really uh, described it perfectly of like showing people the process and. Uh, it is an insane process. There's nothing like it. So it, it felt like mm-hmm. it felt like there's definitely something here valuable to make a short online docu series about. Uh, so yeah, that that was sort of the inspiration. I just really wanted to like, uh, you know, people like Louie at makeup or Jody Mancuso and hair. Like these are all my friends, but also so friggin' amazing. Um, so yeah, it really came from like I just want to put show people the crazy work that these people are doing week after week yeah and I mean the the show I mean today it kind of you know has done a lot of shown a lot of different angles of that I mean going beyond I mean one of the things that I've loved recently over the past few seasons is the the please don't destroy gang that Mm -hmm. does Mm -hmm. does their kind of um sketches their bits um during Mm -hmm. the show and it's just something different it's something fun um and it's a different angle to the traditional way of of the way the show has been running right yeah so um with with that said, so you had your time on on SNL. You were the director of the um the head of the film unit there, which is mm-hmm. not um not an easy task. Uh, and you 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 know spent your time at SNL, and uh, through that you actually you know you worked with Michael Che on his show. Um, you've worked with other cast members as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Did that then? Tra- how did that transition work from then being on SNL and then going off and diving into, um, you know, other projects after that, and then of course then embarking finally on projects of your own? Yeah, I so I started directing sort of episodic work, episodic television when I was at SNL. I would do it in the summers. Um, uh, I think uh, it. it uh, well, the first thing is it, it, working at SNL sort of opened me up to those kind of opportunities uh, because you, uh, it's, uh, you know, they're like, this guy comes from SNL. So <laughs> uh, it, it, it definitely helped me sort of uh, get some great opportunities. Um, and uh, yeah, basically when I get to those sets uh, on TV, uh, usually I think like, oh, this is so much uh, chiller than SNL. <laughs> it's usually my first <laughs> reaction because like, it's stressful there's a lot to do and it's hard but it's not as insane as like shooting something over a day and having it be on tv for millions of people uh the next day so um yeah snl definitely helped me um uh, has helped me as a director in other uh work uh that is maybe less stressful um just as far as like knowing um 
having a little better sense of knowing what to do, what we need, um, also sort of identifying problems that are coming, uh, you know, a mile ahead, you're like, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> um, and also it helps me sort of think on my feet. Uh, it's helped me think on my feet a lot better because like at SNL, I encountered basically every crappy situation that you could encounter. Like we did a short ones that uh, they're a full blizzard dumped on us and like halfway through and uh, then there was another one there was a, a, a rainstorm halfway through <laughs> uh, dumped on us so i think it, it's it, it it's sort of developed my problem solving uh i don't know skill i guess or whatever <laughs> that is um and then yeah uh being at snl i've i've worked with so many talented people and and i've been very lucky that they have asked me to come help them on their tv work so that that that's been really cool um because at snl you uh you know you establish relationships um especially in battle <laughs> so mm -hmm. um it, it's uh it's it, it's been awesome to like do like an episode of shrill with 80 or uh ap bio with mike o'brien um stuff like that so oh and like bub kiss with pete uh so uh it's been um it's been uh it's been awesome <laughs> uh yeah. I hope that answered that question. Did, did it? I think so. Yeah, no, yeah, you did. And and how cool as well to even look at that and just as for, for cast members, right, to go out and do so many different projects. I think it's just really, I yeah. really enjoy looking at, you know, people's evolution, right, with with their career. And I think in entertainment, um, you know, you could have a lot of fun with that, working on kind of like a span of different stuff. And I feel like you definitely have, you've worked on quite a wide variety of projects. And now I want to get into your film, um, which mm -hmm. recently released this summer on Hulu, Miguel yeah. Wants to Fight. And I'd love if you could um, just share a little snippet about what the film is about. And then um, I'd love to just dive into more questions on just like, how yeah. the heck was it making a film? And, yeah. um, you know, over the past uh, few years, and just everything that went into it. So yeah, if you wouldn't just mind sharing, though, um, just a little bit about what the film's about, and yeah. maybe why you were inspired to, uh, you know, tell that story. Uh, yeah, great. Uh, uh, so Miguel Wants to Fight is a an action comedy. It's a coming of age action comedy about this uh, young man, this teenager named Miguel, who wants to get into his first fight ever before he has to move to a new town. Uh, and even though the universe, all his friends, his family is telling him not to do it, <laughs> he feels like he needs to prove something to his friends and get into his first fight ever and it being a comedy uh it is uh it doesn't go well for him <laughs> ever um yeah so it, i really uh um i really uh related to this story because um a i've never been in a fight before <laughs> so that uh already uh and then b i love action movies so basically little miguel over here is uh what's going on um yeah, it, it um the the there was there was sort of that it, it was really funny, but also it was a really interesting look at like that uh that time uh those teenage years where those friendships are, are so important and also uh your identity, you sort of struggling with your identity, especially when it comes to like being a boy and fighting and 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 violence and sort of proving your your manhood, if you will. Um, and I thought this this uh, 
this uh, the story sort of tackled those ideas in a really fun, interesting way. And then on top of that, there were these fun uh, action movie recreations too that were part of it, and that was that was too fun to say no to to pass on. So um, I, I think having been at SNL where we did so many like uh, parodies and uh, recreations of stuff, I, I, I felt like oh this 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 is right up my alley, and and I think I can do this. Yeah, it, it was such a fun film. I think that's a um, a word I'd use for it. It's just really fun and really refreshing. I think like you gave just some things away there about um, kind of the take on whether it be masculinity or, or whatever you want to call it. I think um, mm-hmm. when looking at the film in like a coming of age film and kind of boyhood and all that, like I feel like a lot of the um, young adult films, like when I was growing up, um revolved around fighting you know boys out in the schoolyard getting into fights I mean you had the karate kid which was such a big uh franchise you know for for me uh growing up and I think um yeah it was just that's it was kind of the the generalization of like you know boys they fight and Mm -hmm. this whole premise that here's a kid who (laughs) doesn't have any inclination to fight doesn't want to fight but also feels the need he has to fight and and kind of his um kind of the comedic ups and downs of him trying to you know battle that out um no pun intended <laughs> is uh, it was really it was really refreshing and i just think the the whole backstory of it um and uh the the way that you know the kind of for those who haven't seen it um essentially it uh, as every kind of good coming of age story does it has just a group of friends and mm-hmm. their friendship is really funny the four of them and I just love the the different you know perspectives, um, the representation, which I think is so important, um, especially like you said, growing up, uh, you know, and watching films from all over. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was really wonderful to see you know culture and diversity be such a part of the film. Um, and just have different perspectives. I love the fact that, you know, um, you know, one of the characters, she's she's not afraid to like roll up her sleeves and fight oh, yeah. herself and to have like a girl out she's there. She's the best it, fighter. <laughs> she is, yeah. Um, and I, I think it was just a really um, you know, a refreshing take on just uh like a coming of age movie, and it was just a different lens. And I just, I really enjoyed it. It's something that I haven't, um, at least for myself, like haven't really seen, like I said, compared to films, um, you know, I had growing up. Uh, It was just something really different. And I think the comedy, it was just really fun and um, just like a lighthearted film with some, some good, you know, messages under it as well. So. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's super, very, very nice uh, uh, of you to say Uh, that. yeah, just makes me very happy that uh, you connected that way, and I, uh, um, that is the reaction we wanted. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> like it, it's, uh, you know, we it's a comedy. There's there's boner jokes. It's a teen comedy, obviously, but there's still like a lot of stuff we wanted to sort of say and and do and 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 show, um, in between these silly jokes and um, and yeah, gotta give it up to the cast. They are they were. Uh, they were really, really good. I think one of the things that I feel the proudest of is that people think that these guys were friends before we shot the movie and uh, they met a week before, <laughs> you know, a week before we shot. So uh, I, I really feel uh, like those, those young actors really, really crushed. They really killed it. And um, 
you know, we shot the movie in Syracuse um, and, uh, you know, none of us were from Syracuse. So like we, we, we became a family or a unit because we like, what else are we going to do? We got to hang out with each other, I guess. So that only helped the bond, uh, that was seen on, on screen, but also behind the scenes too, just sort of everybody sort of became a family or like this traveling circus and, and, uh, we went ahead and, and, and tackled this, uh, challenging movie, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, well, when I when I came across the fact that, you know, it was actually filmed in Syracuse, I thought that's wild because, um, yeah. you know, I I had actually toured Syracuse back when I was, you know, looking at colleges. So I've been to the area and I, I was trying to imagine like, you know, filming in that area, probably a fun place to film. Like I said, when you're kind of dropping a bunch of random people who have never worked together before there. Yeah. Um, so so what was it like um, the filming process uh, in, in regards to just kind of the timeline you were working with um mm -hmm. the turnaround the time of year like what kind of kind of what happened behind the scenes um with all of that and then getting it all wrapped up um yeah i mean uh, i think uh you know movies take uh movies take a little bit to get off and running um you know i had been sent the scripts and um then there's casting and sort of figuring out the budget so that takes a little bit sometimes a year sometimes years sometimes a few months um but we always knew that we were going to shoot in syracuse because the production company is based in syracuse and they have um this uh they basically own a high school and the high school is the the set uh, as you saw in the movie so that was just sort of convenient for for the production, um, and then uh, we knew we wanted to shoot in summer, uh, get that uh, sort of window because I don't know when you toured Syracuse, but if you toured when it wasn't summer, it was cold. <laughs> <laughs> like when I got there, it was still there was still snow on the ground. I think I got there late April and there was still some snow on the ground. I was like, "Are you guys sure this is going to be green when we shoot?" <laughs> um, so I think for me, the biggest challenge was the action scenes. I, I had never done anything like that. Um, and I wanted them to be as good as they could possibly be. Um, so I really like dove in and studied how those were made. And like, I was like, why do we like the Matrix one better than this? And, and um, I, I bought a lot of stunt performers, some hamburgers and lunches. I took them out and just bothered them with a bunch of questions and then I uh, found this guy called Chris Cowan, who is on, um, uh, he was on YouTube. Uh, he just, uh, he made uh, these uh, action scenes. Um, and he also worked on big movies like Shang-Chi and, and Solo and The Witcher and stuff like that. But in between working on those things, he would go to a park and shoot these really fun action scenes with his stunt performer friends. And there was something in his like vibe, like in the pieces he was putting together, there was something there that I was like, oh, this is kind of amazing. Um, and I asked him um, if he would be down to help me shoot this movie and figure it out. And then we went to the park and we shot all those all those action scenes in the movie. We shot in the park with stunt performers just to kind of know what we were doing. And that really helped us. So. So when we went to go do it on the day of, we had this like really crappy version that we shot on the iPhone uh, in the park. But that was sort of our roadmap to be like, all right, now we got to do this scene where you do this three punches. Burp, burp, burp. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was uh, it was really challenging. It was super hard. Um, 
uh, it was a low budget movie, so there was a lot to do. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, I just got a flashback. People kept getting COVID, and people kept losing people. <laughs> like I don't know how I didn't get COVID during that time, or the actors, but uh, I got to give it up to the performers, the the stunt crew, uh, the cinematographer, the animatos, because like it was very much a team effort um, to do those action scenes because. Um, we didn't have the time or money to do it. So uh, uh, yeah, that was sort of the biggest challenge for me, like figure out how to do this action um, stuff, something I'd never done before. Like at SNL, the only thing I'd done was we did a sketch. Oh, it was the Karate Kid uh, inspired sketch mm-hmm. where John Cena punches Mikey Day so hard that he flies out of his pants and goes through five walls. So that was like my extent of action that I had done. Um but yeah, that was one of the biggest, that was the biggest challenge, like figuring out how we do these crazy Bruce Lee action type scenes in zero time. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And like paying homage to really great, um, you know, action films of the past, but also kind of, you know, like I said, creating your own kind of mold and giving yeah. the film its own kind of unique, uh, which I think it did. And I, I really loved, um, I don't know why I'm referenced my tv back there <laughs> but, um, that's where you saw it that's where i watched it <laughs> um but no i think uh it it you you did that and i think using the the special effects and and the graphics um the way you incorporated that into it was really neat and refreshing like i said uh to kind of give it its own you know platform to stand on um mm-hmm. and set it apart from kind of the others that that have been before it uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, in terms of, you know, making a film, little budget, COVID, I, I just did a documentary. Um, I filmed it last year, which was like, obviously more tail end of the pandemic, but it was still mm-hmm. during like the crazy spike we had last summer. And then it was when airlines were canceling all their flights. So the trauma of, you know, organizing a film and 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 getting everything done in a timely fashion and when you're trying to get everything done in a timely fashion so you don't have to spend mm-hmm. more money than, than you budgeted. I mm-hmm. get it. I get it. I, I, I saw the look come across your face of like, oh, <laughs> back that. And I just, I, I know. <laughs> it was, yeah, there was, <laughs> there was definitely a moment where I was like, oh my God, so much shit. Like, you know, there was, there was a week where the, the first AD uh, got COVID and he was doing his job from the, the hotel room. And the first AD is essential is the, the assistant director, you know, he's like, he, uh, he was doing the schedule and the timing and uh, is sort of the center of communication. Everybody goes to him and like figure, like mm-hmm. tries to get an answer. And this dude was working from his hotel room. So it was, it was wild. It was nuts. It was a nuts production, but we got it made somehow. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's like the perseverance and kind of the accepting that you can't, because I think that's the thing that COVID, I mean, just about life in general, not just about working on a film, but it's like, you can't, you know, you can't control what happens. Um, and you yeah. genuinely don't know what like the next day, like what lies ahead. So you just kind of got to, you know, oh, let sorry, it all roll off a, the back. <laughs> one more flashback. We were shooting, uh, so uh, the last scene of mm-hmm. the movie, there's, there's a, a fight obviously <laughs> wants to fight um you don't say we, yeah we had two days to shoot that and we had to cut off 
the uh, the first day uh, we only shot like half a day because we got a tornado warning and we have to go home. There was a tornado that was coming. Oh like, my God. yeah, that wasn't factored in on the timeline. I bet. It's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. that forces us to like, actually that forces us to sort of rethink. There was sort of a different ending that was a little bit more uh, complex and this and that. But I think all those things sort of end up in the moment they feel shitty but you end up, it kind of forces you to rethink something um, because of the situation. And sometimes those can be an even better idea than your original idea, let's say. Uh, so mm-hmm. the, this forced creativity can lead you to some interesting uh, places. Yeah. And I think even too, just being proud of like all the challenges and the obstacles you, you know, worked through. I think it's very easy with, um, with, at least I found with filmmaking and um, only made one. So who knows, but, but with mm-hmm. the one I made and with, I think just creating things in general, um, I'm very much the type of person where it's, it's very easy to say, like to look back and be like, mm, could have done that differently. Oh, if only mm-hmm. that hadn't happened, but then mm-hmm. it's, it's like, okay, well that did happen. And mm-hmm. look, you made the film regardless. And, and I think it's kind of humbly, looking back and reflecting on you know the journey itself and yeah and like be proud of like what you created it took a lot like you said it took a lot of work it took a lot of people and at the end of the day you made you you made a film it's on hulu people can go and watch it and to me like i i think that is just incredible um and i think just in a nutshell uh the film and in just looking at your career and i'm really interested to see what all you continue to do because you've kind of dived like we said dived into a lot of different facets of entertainment in the industry with film and television and worked on a lot of different projects so i'm really excited to see what you kind of do next um with it so speaking of documentary i'm working on documentary uh i can't tell you about it just yet but uh it's gonna be cool i'm very excited uh and it's my first like this would be a long format documentary um where like obviously the other stuff was uh short content um mm-hmm. this would be long and uh excited very excited to one day tell you yes. well we could have you back on <laughs> yeah, tell you, you just, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 well no i mean documentary not to sound like super cheesy and like hyping up my own genre but documentary is in right now i think it's yeah. um there's yeah. so much going on within documentary and mm-hmm. i I really, I mean, really stumbled in it. I mean, I ended up going for for documentary for my MA just two years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, that's sort of how I kind of got in swept up in it. But I think, um, you know, similar to what you're saying with advertising, I used working in advertising and um, had when I graduated, um, you know, uh, undergrad, I had immediately gone into broadcast journalism uh, so I kind of mm. had the the background in investigating and, and storytelling yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so once I kind of stumbled upon more and more of documentary and found out, oh, this is, yeah, I want to tell my next story through this medium. Um, it, it was just, it's really interesting. And I love just like the different, uh, the different genres that are out there right now and the different, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, just online with streaming platforms, the different docs that are up right now. It's, it's, so I'm excited. And different Maybe styles was- too. Like they're, they're not all the same and, and, uh, it's so, it's so cool to like 
when you are doing a documentary, you're like, oh, actually, I can tell this. And if I put this image next to this uh, voiceover, whatever, it means something different. Like, it's really exciting, like, the possibilities um, uh, of documentary over, like, print journalism or something or like a book or something like that. I, I think there's there's just something else that would, that's really cool. Yeah. No, so needless to say, um, whatever you're working on, um, when you can finally share it and it's out there, like I'll be obviously very excited because uh, to watch it because I'm just I've been loving seeing all the different documentary work that's out there. And uh, I guess with that said, you know, earlier in the conversation, kind of when we first started off, uh, you know, you had mentioned the writer's strike. And I think looking mm -hmm. at this year, now that we're weirdly coming towards the end of it. Oh, don't even. Uh, oh, my God. I, I got a little know. freaked out about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I Like, I genuinely yeah. can't. I mean, like, I'm looking at the calendar, like, right now. Yeah, August or October 9th. And I just, I feel like it just turned October and now we're already at the ninth. So anyways, it's flying by, but looking at this year, I mean, I think the, the writer's strike historically was just a huge thing that, um, uh, a movement, even you can say that was just happening in the industry. Um, and I know obviously, uh, everything was halted for, for everyone, uh, during that time. And I guess now that we're coming out of it and uh, hopefully a new positive wave moving forward, um, what do you think is like, what is your hope for sort of new projects that you're working on? I guess like consider this a manifestation mm -hmm. of um, like what's next for you and and perhaps uh, the industry and sort of the stories um, you want to be telling. And I guess mm -hmm. just like, where do you, yeah, where do you see yourself moving forward? Where do you see kind of the industry moving forward? Uh, any of your thoughts on that? Um, uh, well, I'll start with me, which is the easy answer. Uh, <laughs> I, um, well, like, uh, uh, I directed a pilot for this TV show called Neon, which comes out uh, in 10 days, actually, <laughs> October 19th. Also starring Tyler Dean Flores, who is who plays Miguel on Miguel yes. Wants to Fight, and it's about uh, this kid who moves to Miami with his best friends to sort of make it in entourage. And sorry, in reggaeton, uh, we say it's a reggaeton entourage, uh, but without the problematic stuff, um, yeah. or like reggaeton Dave, if you will. Uh, so yeah, it's this kid who moves to Miami to make it in the reggaeton industry, and it's a comedy. Um, so that was really exciting to work on because it is a show uh, uh, with Latino actors and a world that that I don't that hasn't been really seen uh, comedically. Like reggaeton is a big music, uh, everybody knows what it is now. But mm -hmm. to like set a narrative, a narrative in that world is 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 exciting. Um, so yeah, I would love to like I I I personally love working. I love challenging myself, but it's really cool to work on something like that where like 90 percent of the people cast and crew are latino and a bunch of them speak spanish like we shot in puerto rico and i was speaking spanish mm -hmm. to the cast and crew and um that was a a wonderful experience and i hope we yeah or i can get to work on more sort of latino driven um stories uh that that would be the dream um because uh, there aren't as many, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, 
and um, and there aren't as many in any sort of drama, comedy, horror, sci-fi, nothing. So if I can sort of add to or fix that problem <laughs> by adding some stuff to that, that'd be amazing. And then, uh, you know, for me, I would like to, like I was saying, just to keep challenging myself. Like I look, I the last two movies I did were sort of comedy adjacent as far as like Miguel was an action comedy and then Vampires versus Bronx was a horror comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to sort of delve into different genres. I'd love to keep doing that and maybe one day do a full on drama with just people crying and no laughs, <laughs> just to like keep challenging myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then as far as the industry, man, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, 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 some days I feel really bad about it. Some days I feel optimistic. Uh, I just, I, I truly don't know because I feel like after these strikes, I feel like it just has to settle a little bit and there's still so many unknowns like AI, what is that going to be? Um, so I, I still feel like the, the, the overall most important things is that, or most important thing is that original fun creative stories are really what matters the most. That's what people are going to, uh, care about, uh, so hopefully we get to keep making original, fun, interesting ideas. And um, and if they have Latinos in it, amazing. Call me. <laughs> awesome. That is an awesome answer to a question I realized as soon as it left my lips. I'm like, that is a, a big question. Like, I just yeah. asked you, where is the fate of the entertainment industry headed? And yeah. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> But no, I think um, I I do. I think, like you said, with when it comes to storytelling, there are, there are so many stories out there. And I think in a in a world of like film and TV, when it comes to funding and who is backing a project, yeah, okay, that it becomes a little bit of an issue, right? And getting maybe a lot of bit of an issue and getting um, things to air and and things seen, mm-hmm. but. Um, I think there's a real like perseverance with it too. And and just looking at um, like hearing you, you know, just humbly talking about, uh, you know, working on Miguel wants to fight and that it wasn't obviously an easy, uh, you know, journey. Um, and I'm sure involved a lot of heavy lifting on your end on a lot of people's ends to get it, to get it made um, with, with, you know, enough kind of perseverance and enough um, working really hard to, to, tell stories with a, with a true belief in those stories and getting them told, uh, you know, you can, you can get, uh, the stories you want to see out there, I think to some extent. Um, and I think that's the one thing that I've been trying to tell myself is like, keep, keep your eyes and ears always peeled and open. Um, cause you, yeah, you yeah. want to be always looking for stories and how, um, just in any capacity, how can we, you know, get certain stories, give them a platform and help elevate them and get them heard. Uh, I love mm-hmm. hearing that you're doing, a, a, you know, a work next on a reggaeton story. Cause I think, yeah, like you said, very, um, uh, very popular genre of music. That's very popular right now. Um, but I think to get something like that uh, in a medium, like for example, like film and TV and that kind of mediums that people can, mm-hmm. can watch, I think great. Like all power to you. And I, I just, I love um, just, there are so many stories that are, they're just new. And um, I hope that, yeah, like you said, when it comes to kind of just like the new wave of, of film and TV that just, we, we keep, you know, enough room out there for new ideas and, um, and all. And, I think and it's going to be, yeah. 
on on my positive days today is um um no 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 I'm gray <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I'm in between but on my most positive days I feel like it's there's it's going to be really interesting the next ten years just based on the fact that so many people are communicating a visual medium like TikTok is very visual like it's very uh, they're like people are doing like little mini productions like people are, have coverage they have different sh- uh, uh, shots they're, they're editing music all these things and and a lot of this they're just like very young people mm-hmm. um, so like what is what is that you know the 17 year old that's doing these crazy TikTok what is his movie gonna or her movie gonna be like in you know 20, 25, 10 years not I don't know why it's 20 years, <laughs> five, 10 years. Yeah. Like what are, what is, what's their movie going to look like? Um, uh, yeah. When they get a chance to like do a movie and like when, what happens when all that shit they learn on TikTok, like, and they try to make a narrative, like, what is that? Who knows? It's going to be exciting. Who knows? Yeah. It'll be. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how I felt. Um, I quite literally just got back from Paris uh, yesterday and um over uh it was actually my first time there and over the weekend oh, nice. uh yeah I was, yeah I was visiting all of the you know all the big sites and yeah. um doing it all checking it all off the list and I was just like I honestly haven't seen that yet with with um because even living over here in London yeah there's big tourist uh you know, sites, but being in front of the Eiffel Tower and seeing everybody with their ring lights set up and the influencers mm. influencing and the TikTokers oh. TikToking, I was like, I, genuinely, I had never, I think that was my culture shock. Like, I had never yeah. seen anything like that. And yeah, it was just like, I just thought back to, I don't know, just like looking at photos of just, you know, my grand older generations, my grandparents yeah. and and kind of their old, like, I mean, just people's like home movies and things they would take. And I'm like, wow, if people could see, you know, the. I saw something the- <laughs> that really was interesting that like it, it used to be one used to be embarrassed about doing those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and would like uh not do any of those things because like won't be embarrassed and then like bring that on the rest of the day i was like yeah i fucking did that but But now like these things are worth more the uh, social media like the likes or like they could be a hit is worth more than like being embarrassed if that makes sense well, that's the thing. I'm like, those people, they're out there working. Like they're they're not yeah. they're here for vacation, but they're also working. <laughs> like yes. and I think yes. I think to your point, that's the really interesting thing. It's like, okay, yeah, like these are the times we're living in. And maybe some of the tech will bring its challenges, probably its fair share of challenges, but also let's I I, I don't know, to keep a glass kind of half full, right? Um, see mm-hmm. where it kind of leads storytelling um, and just the projects people make. Um, Cause it's. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you. No, no, that's okay. I mean, just like, even just looking at like a film, like I'm thinking uh, Tangerine was huge for being like shot mm-hmm. on an iPhone. Right. And just mm-hmm. looking at, you know, just how people would always joke, like making a, a film on your phone or, or I, I think there's just so many mm-hmm. uh, interesting ways that, um, yeah. I, check- I feel like COVID changed some of that a little bit as far as like, um, like we did some SNL shows in COVID and a lot, they were all shot on iPhone and then they were put mm-hmm. on TV and people were like, that's fine. And like, yeah. it, it's, 
it um i feel like now uh like if you watch morning not the uh, news not morning, any news um they used to bring the guest on uh to the stage and have like a one-on-one and now everything zoom and they don't give a fuck if it looks mm -hmm. crappy or <laughs> you know uh ugly it's just who cares this person is just telling us what happened it today at whatever place um mm -hmm. so yeah it's really interesting i i um i don't know obviously it, it's uh we're in it so it's hard to sort of see what's going to happen but uh uh it, on the my best days i'm excited for it uh you know yeah for what the future brings definitely well like i said I, i'm really excited to see uh you know what all you continue to do next oz and in the projects you. you work on um and i always love kind of wrapping things up with this being handling it and all um with advice mm -hmm. uh because i think i i learn from those who are kind of doing their own thing and handling it their way mm -hmm. and i think mm -hmm. looking back i mean we talked a lot about kind of your history um, in, in the different kind of sectors of, of entertainment and the different, whether they be chapters, uh, let's call them, of, of your career so far, and maybe the mm -hmm. ones that are to come, looking back and kind of reflecting on all that, um, has there been a piece of advice or a lesson that you've learned that's really helped you handle your life? Ooh. Uh, uh, um. Um, let me think. I think the the thing that's coming to me to mind right now is something I'm trying to learn. Two things I'm trying to learn that I, I still struggle with and I'm trying to learn. Um, I think I'm a little better, but, and I think you mentioned this before, as far as like it, it, enjoying the process is in, incredibly important. Um, not just sort mm -hmm. of focusing on the, the results. Um, and, uh, uh, I think the uh, you know making a movie is insane and super hard. Um, and I think it just helps um your mental health. It helps the project if you take it day by day and just enjoy the try to enjoy the process as much as possible and and be conscious of of, of uh, the opportunity. Um, because I've definitely been sort of in a situation where I've been like kind of miserable doing a thing and then like um. Uh, and then, uh, and then you're like, fuck, why did I, like, I could have, we were making comedy. I could have enjoyed myself. You know? <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be that hard. Like you got to work hard, but, um, and then sort of hand in hand with that is a little bit of everything will pass where, uh, things that seem insane and emergency and, uh, DEFCON 5 today, uh, might not be the same in a couple days and, uh, sort of trying to think about things with a little bit of perspective. Obviously there are things that like you have a deadline, you got to do this thing in two hours. That is what it is. But um, it, I think it's sort of trying to have perspective is something that I'm, I'm still trying to learn <laughs> myself mm -hmm. uh, and handle it. I think the uh, third thing is uh, don't be a, can I curse here? Don't be an yeah. asshole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just try to like, um, uh, my job involves i'm i'm an introverted person i would say probably shy in personal life but professionally i can't be that way cuz uh, uh the job requires answering questions all day long <laughs> and uh you're working with human beings and 
you just want to have a pleasant uh, work uh, situation. Obviously, you want people to work hard and, and respect the work and work and take it serious, but try to find the balance of making things pleasant, uh, a pleasant experience to go to work because it it it's already hard. Yeah. No, definitely. And I like what you said. I think um, out of all the different things you said, I think uh, when it comes to perspective, right, and just giving yourself the grace to kind of breathe. Um, mm-hmm. I have had trouble doing that. And I think it's just really important because it's you're in when you're in the thick of the chaos, it's very easy to just focus on the chaos. Um, but I think it's almost even harder to kind of take a step back and just breathe and acknowledge that, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to get through this, like the thick of it. Um, Mm -hmm. but try and if you can just try and remember to do that. Um, and just, yeah, like, honestly, it it sounds corny, but even literally taking a breath does is like the first step that does help. Like literally, like I saw someone, a director and she, uh, kept getting just like shit news over and over again. And she would just, you know, take a deep breath and be like, all right, we'll handle it. We'll figure it out. Uh, and that was a learning lesson for me of like, shit, I need to work on my breathing. <laughs> it, it's just like even that doing that grounds you a little bit more. Definitely. No, but those yeah. are all. Um, yeah. And, and don't be an asshole. The very yeah. like important rules to live by. Um, yeah. But I, I, I think, yeah, like I said, um, you're you're clearly doing something right. Uh, you're doing a lot of a lot of exciting projects coming up for you, and I'm just really thrilled to see you know what all you continue to do next and and to watch it. <laughs> thank you, but, thank you so much. Yeah, of course, and and thank you so much for coming on, and we'll be sharing all the links, all awesome. the the handles, everything, um, so that people can can follow along and uh, well, see the handles. <laughs> I don't know. I guess Instagram is the only place I'm like active. I have yeah. a TikTok, but it's just to see stuff gardening stuff mainly but i'm not really <laughs> putting stuff up <laughs> i mean honestly a, a gardening tiktok i feel like there's a there's a market for that <laughs> oh it, there is a huge world in that like i am i started in the u.s now i'm getting like uh from everywhere in australia and also in spanish it's amazing wow I love it. crazy but um no that's great but no thank you so much oz for coming on really appreciate it for sure thank you so much for having me and um uh this is great and i can't i hope you get to do more stuff and more documentaries and excited to watch those Alrighty, friends, it was an absolute pleasure being able to hear from Oz and learn more about his story. What a wonderful career he's had so far with such a diverse portfolio of work. If you'd like to follow along with his journey and stay updated on the new projects he's working on, like his new show, Neon, which is out on Netflix tomorrow, FYI, Oz's social media info is listed in the episode description. Thank you to Oz so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at handlingitpodcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I will see you in two weeks with a brand new episode, but until then... And I really can't stress this enough this week, guys, is to just please keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and looking out for one another. I'll talk to you soon.